Section 7 of Lasers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lasers by Hal Hellman. A laser is born and lasing a new word. Following the Maser development, there was much speculation about the possibility of extending the principle to the optical region. Indeed, the first lasers, light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation, were called optical masers. The difficulty, of course, was that optical wavelengths are so tiny, about one ten-thousandth that of microwaves. The maser principle depended upon a physical resonator, a box a few centimeters or even millimeters in length. But at millimeter wavelengths, such resonators are already so small that they are hard to make accurately. Making a box one one-thousandth that size was out of the question. Another approach was necessary. In 1958, A. L. Schwallow of Bell Telephone Laboratories and Dr. Towns outlined the theory and proposed a structure for an optical maser. They suggested that resonance could be obtained by making the waves travel back and forth along a relatively long, thin column of amplifying substance that had parallel reflectors at the ends. After their theory of the optical maser had been published, the race to build the first actual device began in earnest. The winner, in 1960, was Dr. T. H. Maiman, then with Hughes Aircraft Company. He is now president of Maiman Associates. The active substance he used was a single crystal of ruby, with the ends ground flat and silvered. Ruby is an aluminum oxide in which a small fraction of the aluminum atoms in the molecular structure, or lattice, have been replaced with chromium atoms. These atoms absorb green and blue light, and hence impart a red color to the ruby. The chromium atoms can be boosted from their ground state into excited states when they absorb the green or blue light. This process by which population inversion is achieved, has been given the name pumping. Footnote. The 1966 Nobel Prize in Physics was awarded to Professor Alfred Kassler of the University of Paris for his research on optical pumping and studies on the energy levels of atoms. And footnote. Pumping in a crystal laser is generally achieved by placing the ruby rod within a spiral flash lamp that operates like those used in high-speed stroboscopic photography. When the lamp is flashed, a bright beam of red light emerges from the ruby, shining out through one end, which has been only partially silvered. The duration of this flash of red light is quite brief, lasting only some 300 millionths of a second but it is very intense. In the early lasers, such a flash reached a peak power of some 10,000 watts. When Maiman's device was successfully built and operating, 
a public relations expert, was called in to help introduce this revolutionary device to the world. He took one look at the laser and decided that it was too small and insignificant looking and would not photograph well. Looking around the lab, he spotted a larger laser and decided that that one was better. Dr. Maiman informed him, in his best scientific manner, that laser action had not been achieved with that one. But the world of promotion won out, and Dr. Maiman allowed the larger device to be photographed on the assumption, or was it hope, that he would be able to get it to operate in the future. He did. The device is the true first laser. The all-important crystal rod is at the center. These crystals, incidentally, must be quite free of extraneous material. Hence, they are artificially grown. The single, large crystal is formed as it is pulled slowly from the melt, after which it is ground to size and polished. Lazing, a new word. Now we can begin to put together the various processes and equipment we have been discussing separately. Perhaps the best way to do this is to look again at the word laser and recall its meaning, light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Our objective is to create a powerful, narrow, coherent beam of light. Let us see how to do this. Imagine a laser crystal containing many atoms in the ground state and a few in the excited state. Pumping light raises most of the atoms to the excited state, creating the required population inversion. Lasing begins when an excited atom spontaneously emits a photon parallel to the axis of the crystal. Photons emitted in other directions merely pass out of the crystal. The photon stimulates another atom in its path to contribute a second photon in step and in the same direction. This process continues as the photons are reflected back and forth between the ends of the crystal. We might think of lone soldiers falling into step with a column of marching men. The beam builds up until, when amplification is great enough, it flashes out through the partially silvered mirror at the right, a narrow, parallel, concentrated, coherent beam of light, ready for some interesting applications. End of Section 7